0: This is the Naughty Child Podcast. With me, Richard. And me, Polly. I'm the dad.
1: And I'm the daughter.
0: Welcome to season seven. I've done
2: everything before I leave. I need to find
0: that bag <laughs> Alex Hartley took us off air in Brighton earlier this year.
1: As long as it's audio only, we're all good. We thought we were really funny, so why doesn't everyone else think we're really funny? <laughs> The most relaxed captain you've ever known. <laughs> it's been the longest year ever, hasn't it? Oh, well, Manchester originals aren't through to the eliminator, so I've got to change my team. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can change your mind. Getting into England was quite a breeze. Like, I just walked straight through. Sophie Eccleston's the worst. like having a child with you when like, she's like, on oh. top.
0: So, Polly, it's season seven. Season seven great intro that you recorded to the new episodes by the way
1: yeah you definitely heard it
0: (laughs) well I'm looking forward to hearing it yeah
1: um I hope it sounds all right I thought I was just include some um clips of our guests so it took a while to do because I've got to try to remember like if people said really good one-liners or something Mm -hmm. really funny so hopefully uh it sounds good to. yes
0: well so listeners let us know what you think of our new intro Mm -hmm. to the podcast for this season it been a busy week though this week, hasn't it?
1: It has. Saturday was a long day. Saturday
0: was immense. Mm-hmm. Yes, I went to see the Bond film on Saturday. By the way, yeah, I can recommend that to everyone. But
1: I didn't because I had to do work because we did three interviews. I so. think
0: to be fair, you'd have been traumatized by it, Polly.
1: Yeah, but pretty much anything I watch, I'm like a little bit shaken up. No, yeah, but after. this, I, the
0: first, the first three minutes of the film, I thought, I'm really glad Polly's not here. <laughs> really glad. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, yes, but also we did three interviews mm-hmm. with three different guests in three different time zones.
1: Yeah, in three different continents.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely amazing.
1: So that, that was pretty incredible, but it was very busy.
0: And it includes our guests from this episode, Yeah, which I think is possibly one of the favourite interviews that, I, that yeah. I've done so far. Yeah. It's been amazing, hasn't Definitely. it?
1: Definitely. It was just incredible. And I was editing it all today. And I was just listening back and I just had a smile on my face. I was like, I actually really like this. It was mm. it was really good. Um, so, yeah, before we get on to that, there's a bit of cricket to talk about. Oh, yes. Um, before I get into the WBBL, I have to mention last Friday was the final of the IPL. It was um, Kolkata Knight Riders uh, versus Chennai Super Kings. I support Chennai Super Kings and they won. So that was... That was pretty incredible. Well done, CSK. Um, with the
0: help from a man for Birmingham.
1: Yeah, Marion Ali. So he was the first, I think he was the first um English person to win the IPL. Mm. Um so it was yeah, it was a very good game. So that was good. Um but WBBL this week. Uh Melbourne Renegades, who were supporting, did lose their recent game, but it's fine. Um Eve Jones got 36, not out. Her and Harmon did yeah really well, they did they. they played really well yeah um and then Melbourne stars against the Sydney sixers my Boucher got 32 not out um so that was good and then another English person Lindsay Smith um her bowling figures were really good for her most recent game so she bowled four overs um she went for 15 runs took one wicket she ended up with an economy of 3.75 uh, which was the best um out of really
0: the good. bowlers so
1: really that was good um so yeah that's all I've got from the WBBL this week I thought I'd just keep it a bit short and snappy but um mm. how's
0: Mignon been doing
1: uh, not not great but it's fine It's it's one of those things where you have games where like you get one or you get a duck but then you can get I don't know 80 and the next thing you've so. got
0: to take risks you can't play it, so. exactly
1: especially in like t20 because it's short format mm. you've just got to try and whack it and hope for the best
0: hey polly i've got something mm-hmm. i want to talk to you about yeah and that's your schoolwork.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. because you are doing three a levels at the moment which are yes. very hard i know yeah. it's been a bit of a difficult week hasn't it
1: but i've finished the first half term of sick form so that's a big relief. Except I've got exams straight after half term, so I've got a lot that's of work fine. to do. Oh, and actually, before you mention what you're going to mention to me, I've got something to mention to you, which I haven't told you because I just found out. Yeah. Um, I've been accepted onto um online journalism work experience over half term. It's apparently like twelve hours of work, and there are like online seminars. But I finally got work experience after about three years of oh, begging well for it. So, yeah. Well
0: done. And that's not the only thing you're doing over half-term as well.
1: What oh, am I doing over? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm going to um, a cricket camp with Emily Arlott. It's um, Worcestershire um, like girls' cricket camp. So that's very exciting. Brilliant.
0: So, Emily, I know you're a big fan of the pod. <laughs>
1: Can you stop saying that? Because I don't think any of these people know who we are. It's <laughs> strange. So, uh,
0: yeah, when you do your cricket camp next week, there'll be this amazing bowler that you come across. Oh, that's probably...
1: Okay, so, on to what you were going to say.
0: Yeah, so, uh, i was saying you're doing your three A-levels, but yeah. on top of that, you do a project. Yeah. Which counts for half an A-level. And mm-hmm. you're doing your project on...
1: The development of women's cricket in England.
0: Which is amazing, and I've yeah. been looking through your file of yeah. stuff that you've mm-hmm. done. I think I'm realizing why you're <laughs> you're really struggling with your A levels because <laughs> all of your time, I think, is is taken up with your with the podcast or your cricket EPQ, yeah. which has become like a a minor obsession.
1: It it really has. Like, I absolutely love it because I I was actually um like before we I started my A levels, you had to tick if you like were interested in doing it. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested, but I don't know if I actually want to do it. And then I started it and oh, I love it. Because also half the job is done for me because I've got all these podcast episodes and these interviews which I've done, which (laughs) makes it look like I'm being extremely proactive (laughs) just for my EPQ, which obviously I'm not. Um, But I absolutely love it. So I get to go into like the history, history of it. So like the first ever cricket game Mm -hmm. and then like the first World Cup and then look at people like... um, uh like Rachel Hayhoe Flint Mm -hmm. um and people like that and then go into I guess a more modern era with like Charlotte Edwards Mm Gua, then obviously look at stuff like the Kia Super League the 100 and all that development with like the first con like central contracts in 2014 then the domestic contracts and then even get to look at what's going to happen in the future so obviously Mm -hmm. Commonwealth Games next summer potentially olympics and stuff like that so mm. i absolutely love it and because i just love talking about cricket it's like i i get designated time at school mm. to just google about cricket and i can sit there in my lessons and listen to interviews and that is doing work like that's pretty cool i quite like that so
0: that is good maybe that's a little glimpse of the future Paul. that one day you'll have oh, a job which will just involve nice. um listening to cricket stuff and oh, reading cricket
1: stuff that, that's the dream
0: though <laughs> um,
1: because the thing is a lot of people who love cricket they they have a job which has nothing to do with it so like mm. you know they might have one screen up with you know the test match on or something like that but they can't fully focus on it so if, if you get a job you know talking or writing or something to do with cricket then it's the best life really
0: and you went to a gig this week as well Paul
1: oh yeah I went to um, a concert last night the first concert i've been to since um COVID. so it was strange being in a room like packed with people so mm. that was pretty cool it was a good but yeah it was so good i've lost my voice a bit like i'm a bit croaky mm-hmm. um but no it was so what's the band Ren collective are they good they're very good yeah they're quite funny as well <laughs> got a lot of humor so yeah that was uh that was very good um but yeah, I'm very tired from it. I mean, luckily, because I finished school, I didn't have anything the next day, so I could just have a bit of line. But um, yeah, and then I had to sit and edit the podcast all today. But that's, I mean, I would take that over a lot of things. So that's that's
0: a joy, isn't it? That's not yeah, a no. Okay, brilliant. So it's been it's been a good week, hasn't it?
1: Well, not really, but the last like twenty four <laughs> hours has been good.
0: <laughs> Finishing for half term yeah, makes it a good week. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. and I finish tomorrow. So that takes us nicely to our guest, mm-hmm. Chika Pandi.
1: Yeah, she took the wicket of the century the other week.
0: It was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, I see you've been trailing it a little bit on social media. I
1: have a bit yes. um,
0: this week, and yeah, the ball of the century, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. It she releases it, and it looks like it's going to go for a wide yeah. down the offside. and it swings mm-hmm. right back in and clips the top of the middle and off yeah just amazing Incredible. amazing yeah. so in this interview she explains to us how she did it mm-hmm. shikha india cricketer cricketing legend it's absolutely brilliant to welcome you onto our podcast thank you so much for agreeing we are so delighted and humbled that you've chosen you've
2: to been, speak you've to you've been us. too generous in your uh, appreciation actually well now just to- I mean, just someone who plays cricket. So yeah, it, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Uh, I'll be very honest; I haven't really heard lot many uh, podcasts of your, yours, but recently heard one. So yeah, it's it's absolutely a pleasure. Also, because you are a father and a daughter duo, and I actually started watching playing cricket because of my father. So yes,
0: yes. I, I mean, I. I... This is something that I read about you in advance, and I think, it is, I, I think it's such an important relationship. And part of the reason we started our podcast really is to talk about being a father and daughter and, and what my experiences were like growing up in the 1980s, I suppose I was Polly's age, and how her experiences are different in, in, and how they're similar as well in, in, the, in the modern day as well. And so we, uh, we've, we started off really just by talking about us and our podcast. But of course, we both love cricket. <laughs> and so eventually, uh, uh, Polly very much directs what we do. And so um, she, it, I think it started really, she, she got in touch with Kate Cross from the England cricket team and said, oh, to, wow. can, can, can you come on our podcast? And, and Kate said, yes, straight away. And this was amazing because we'd only made about three episodes at the time. And so uh, and from that, we interviewed Kate and we've had the the privilege of interviewing lots and lots of uh, cricketers over the certainly over this summer that's just gone, which has just been an amazing um, summer, particularly for women's cricket. It's, It's just been amazing. It feels like something's changed. Does it feel like that for you as a player as well?
2: Yes, I guess for me, if I look at my cricketing career, probably after the 2017 World Cup, Uh, Things have changed, but yes, with every tournament and with every tour that we guys go on, things uh, things are absolutely uh, getting better. So also about Kate, she's an absolute superstar. I was on her podcast as well uh, last year during quarantine. So, yes, I mean, uh, she's a great cricketer. I played against her recently in England. Uh, she got a fight for one of the ODIs. So an absolute cricketer, absolutely a great cricketer and a very good uh, uh, follower of the game. So, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, if, in fact, we saw you. We, we've, we've seen you play three times, in fact. <laughs> um, oh, we, wow. We saw you in that. The, the most recent time was the ODI at Worcester on the 3rd of July. And then we saw as well the final day of the test match at Bristol on the 16th of okay. June, uh, which was great. But the first time we saw you play was, in fact, you've alluded to it already, it was the Women's World Cup final of 2017, um, which was an extraordinary game. Uh, and uh, really, that's the, that was the first women's game either of us came to see. I, I grew up watching cricket. My father took me to cricket i saw some very famous games for cricket as a youngster uh, test matches involving england and uh, we decided that it would be lovely to have a day at lords uh, at the start of the school holidays in july and i saw some tickets available for the women's world cup final before the tournament even started so i said oh let's let's have an, a nice day at lords and we can uh, we'll see who gets to the final and of course as the tournament progressed it, it was england and it was india and I remember, I, I don't know what your perspective is on this, because we were looking at some photos we took on the day recently. And uh, with about six or seven overs to go of, of India's innings, I, I remember just reflecting and thinking on the day and thinking this has been a lovely, marvellous day- occasion. Great day of cricket. It's, but it's a shame that England are going to end up losing because India, they've been the better team. You know, I think Poonam Rao and Harman Kaur have been the best two batters on display. uh Julin Goswami is the best bowler on display. Yeah, India are worthy winners. And then suddenly it all fell apart <laughs> and, and, and we couldn't believe so what we were seeing. During the whole
2: tournament, we had this joke going on uh, after the tournament ended that everything about the tournament was amazing, but just the result. Yeah. So probably till the time we played, till the... I mean, I still would consider that tournament to be historic for us, especially women's cricket in India, because I think I've played international cricket for seven years now. But I actually saw a rise in the number of girls wanting to become cricketers and the number of enrollments from these young girls into academies in India actually started growing after the 2017 World Cup because of the kind of media attention. Uh, The matches were live and all of that. So, yes, I mean, I absolutely loved the tournament, but just a shame that the result didn't go away. But at the end of the day, one team has to win and the other one has to lose. So, just trying to learn whatever you can from all these uh, difficult games. I have always uh, believed that you learn more from losses. So that way, yes, and just taking the learnings and going ahead and doing what you can the best.
1: Yeah, you definitely can't be too disappointed with that day because the game was amazing and I, like, going to see it, that's one of the reasons that I play cricket now. Like, it was just such an incredible game. And I remember at the end, I was so, like, emotional that England had won and I felt so proud. Like, I didn't know any of the team really at all, but I just, yeah, it was such an incredible event and definitely one I'll, I'll never forget.
2: Uh, it's also nice when I, I, you guys wrote to me and then I was thinking about all the times that I spent playing cricket with my father. And like I said, summer holidays would be, he would be just uh, giving me catches, just the two of us uh, mm-hmm. during the summers. And because most of my, my friends would be back home in the, to the native places. So it would be, we would be competing as to how many catches I drop and how many catches uh, does he give me and all of that. So yes, amazing. And uh, thanks a lot for having me. I just kind of uh, did a little bit of research and you've got very good people on your podcast already. So, yeah, Uh, thanks for having me again. (laughs)
1: Um, So what's it like to represent your country playing cricket, especially because it's cricket and India just love cricket?
2: Uh, To be very honest, when I started playing cricket at the age of five, I guess, I never really thought I would play for India as a kid. I was just trying to imitate every cricketer that I knew. It's a shame that I did not have many women cricketers that I could imitate and I could look up to because at that time on telly, we did not have that much uh, of women's cricket. But then as a kid growing up, I would kind of see cricketers playing and then, you know, imitate uh, their bowling actions. And then I would have a post-match press conference that I would be talking on. I mean, I would have a mic and all of that, ask questions and answer them myself. So, uh, and probably I consider myself very lucky because I'm a nineties kid. So the only way I could have fun was to go out there and play cricket with my friends. So the time from 4:30 PM to 7 PM would just pass by like it was five minutes. So that's how I started playing cricket. And like I said, my father is a, is a cricket fanatic, uh, there are days that there'd be no power supply in our society and where would stay. And my father and I would be uh, walking and he would have his sister and would be listening to uh, cricket commentary. So I've done all of that. Uh, and like I said, I, I, I still think whenever I think of that five-year-old kid, that girl who wanted to play cricket and just enjoy, that gives me the immense pleasure, more than anything probably. And uh, as a cricketer, I think if I can inspire just one little girl to go ahead and choose cricket as a career, I would have done uh, my job. I mean, winning World Cups and all that, it is there, obviously, uh, but it is slightly materialistic. But then just thinking about how many young girls or kids on the whole could I inspire to go on and play cricket, uh, then I think I would, I would do justice to, you know, representing India. Hmm.
0: It's interesting what you said about choosing cricket as a career, because cricket is not your only career, is it? Um, I, in fact, I don't quite know what, what how to address you. Do I do I address you as squadron leader?
2: Yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> this. I've had an amazing journey, like I like I mentioned already. So um, I grew up in uh, uh, in an environment which was in defence. Uh, so all the schools that i studied in came through with the alias. they were in defense setup so i actually grew up watching a lot of people a lot of uh, uh, servicemen in uniform service personnel so as i kid growing up i also wanted to be a pilot so i mean i, I my father told me that no uh, you know you can have two or three dreams that's okay and you should be able to chase them so he always he i would say that he was the reason why i could dream of you know getting dreaming of playing cricket for India and also to be donning the uniform so my father said uh, just, there's just one thing that he made very clear that I could go play cricket I could pursue any hobby that I wanted to but I needed to study because he himself was a teacher so he made sure that I did my homework on time so it was everyday studies I, I, I see the look on Polly's face I guess you also do the same with her
0: I, I am a teacher as well yes I, oh, I think wow you- I think your father has more powers than I have, because I don't know if I quite get Polly to do all her homework on time.
2: (laughs) I do my homework on time, it's so rude. I
0: only have your word for it.
2: (laughs) There was no technology back then, so I had to do my homework (laughs) if I wanted to go out and play, so so yes, I mean, started playing cricket, Uh, I actually started playing cricket professionally, as in I started learning cricket by a coach only when I was 18, so till I was 18, I was completely into studies, uh, I was a 90 percentile in my 10th standard, in my 12th, took up engineering, so it was only my second year of engineering, you know, that I kind of started playing cricket, learning it from the coach, from my coach, so before that, it was just watching cricket on TV, going and playing uh, cricket with boys, I had a boy cut back then, so people would not know that, uh, that, that there was a girl playing alongside the boys, so it was fun, uh, till then, but then, having a professional degree to pursue and then thinking of playing cricket for India was difficult, but I guess time management was one thing that engineering taught me and somehow I was able to uh, get into the scheme of things, uh, played for India A against uh, against England in 2010. Charlotte Edwards was my first India A wicket, so I got her off a full toss, that's a different story altogether, but then yeah, so uh, then I like I said Things did not look very, uh, you know, comfortable on the cricketing field, and uh, I always wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be a pilot, so join Air Force as well. And my father says, if you are designed to do something, you'll be able to do it. So Air Force, Air Force has been very helpful on that front, and they let me pursue cricket because it was a dream, and I was doing good. I was in the probables always for the India side. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm a proud recipient of the blue jersey and get to don the blue uniform as well. So very fortunate on that, on those two fronts.
1: Yeah, what was it like making your ODI and Test debut in England? Are the crowds as good as in India, or is it not quite the same?
2: In 2014, I wouldn't say there was much crowd back then. Uh, we, uh, uh, we did, I mean, I made my ODI debut against England, like you mentioned. And more than that, I was excited about the test match. As a kid growing up, uh, I still love the format more than the ODIs and the T20Is. Somehow I'm a purist at heart. So like I mentioned, as a kid growing up, I was giving my 10 standard exams and I would wake up at 4.30 to watch Ashes. I mean, I would watch, if India had gone down to play Australia, I'd get up at 4.30 and watch those games. And I would be very happy if the matches were happening at Waka because then the time difference wouldn't be that much. So my father would let me do all of that. If I had prepared well for my exams, I would do all of that. And for me as a kid growing up, uh, studies with commentary in the background was a normal thing. I mean, it just made me... Uh, uh, there have been days when I've, I've been struggling with my studies, but just watching an over or two of cricket would just, you know, kind of take all of that away and I would transport into another world altogether. I don't know if you, if you feel the same, but that was what it was with me so yeah, definitely. yeah I mean it was absolutely fun uh, going and playing in England and uh, supposedly England is supposed to be helping the fast bowlers a lot which has not been happening off late but then yes I enjoyed my time there and to be able to play my test match in 2014 and winning the test match and you know doing a little bit what, whatever I could with the ball and bat I was really very happy to be playing the test match.
1: And we have to talk about that wicket last week it was absolutely incredible. And, you know, Sasha Tendulkar spoke about you on Twitter. Like, what was that whole thing like?
2: To be very honest, I wouldn't say that I bowled it on purpose. I know that I'm an in-swinger. And I actually was bowling from the in-swingers. end. so I knew the ball is going to be swinging a lot. And because I was playing the first match, just trying to, you know, uh, get a feel of how the pitch was playing. So ball the first ball got hit for a boundary. Elisa Healy is a great batter. And then I realized I needed to pitch it up. So just did the compensation and then the ball just did whatever it had to. I have no idea what, how it happened, but I guess that day I just was able to get the swing that I wanted to. Even to Mooney, I bowled a few really good balls. So to be very honest, I did not I do not know i i had commented on twitter saying that that was more than uh, my entire life's fortunes so uh i guess it had to happen to just happen
0: it's, it's being called the ball of the century it's uh, uh, quite uh, amazing and uh, of course your background is in engineering so i dare say you know a little little bit about physics can you explain to us how the ball swings what makes that happen what, what is the um the physics
2: of it uh i mean just to explain it in really basic terms is when you have the shine on the ball with with an in swingers action for example with me i i do not i mean i am my stock delivery is in swing so uh, with me it's just about the shine how i hold the ball but with the kookaburra it doesn't really swing as much it probably will swing for an over or two so I knew that I had to get a wicket first up. So mostly it's about the shine and then say when the ball gets old, I mean, reverse swing is something that uh, that I haven't mastered or, you know, I do not, I haven't realized how you do it as much. So reverse swing is all about getting the ball heavier, using your sweat and all of that. So that's about it. I mean, uh, it's 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 got to do more for me. I, I would say it's got to do more with the wind. Uh, if I'm an in and I have the wind with me, it just helps me that much more. So, yes.
1: You were also involved in another incredible wicket earlier in the summer um, where Harleen Deal took that incredible catch on the boundary. What was it like from your perspective watching, like once you've just bowled?
2: Uh, again, all the three wickets that I got and then over were not entirely mine. It was... <laughs> because of some fabulous kind of feeling. And the first wicket that I got up Nasser was because of Harry's effort. I mean, full marks for the try and then, you know, the way she took it. Uh, that ball, I am someone who's worked a lot on my back of the hand deliveries, but I do not really use them as much during the matches. So I just told myself, I need to kind of put that ball out there. And I bowled the back of the hand delivery and it was a really good shot by Amy Jones. I actually thought it would go for a six but uh, what an acrobatic effort from her lead. I mean, amazing presence of mind at that moment. To, and we had been practicing that drill a lot during that series. So we literally saw what we did in practice happening out on the field. And it was amazing. I mean, for her to have the presence of mind to balance herself so well and to know where the rope was is just amazing. I mean, I would say that you have these I was there moments in your cricketing life. So it
0: was one of those moments for me. It is, it's amazing, actually, because it's one of those things. I know you practice it, but you practice it in the knowledge that that circumstance will happen once a year, maybe, once every two years, possibly, but you practice it anyway, uh, which is is such an important discipline and skill, isn't it, That in terms of preparation for every eventuality. But I think for her as a fielder, it seems to me the real skill was... was not either catch that it was the throw in the middle and getting that throw exactly right so the ball is in it in the place where you can then execute the, the catch afterwards
2: exactly i mean uh, i kept I, I probably must have seen that video sub 200 times just to know the timing of a jump mm-hmm. i mean i was like wow how do you do that <laughs> i myself am not a very athletic person and i know i have to put up put in a lot of hard work uh for you know to be able to be on the field so just to be able just to have that presence of mind to toss the ball up and then to know when I should be jumping and when my foot should be off the field outside the boundary line was amazing and then there's this running joke in our team that from now on if anyone takes a catch like this it will be called Harleen Deol's catch (laughs) so uh, yeah I mean amazing uh, like I said having that presence of mind to be able to do that at that very moment uh,
1: mind-blowing Yeah. And um, I don't want to bring up more World Cups than pain, but um, what was it like um, at the MCG in in front of so many people? It was a packed out crowd. What was that like? Was it really intimidating or how did you feel about that? Uh,
2: Firstly, just to be there playing in the World Cup final is amazing. I mean, it just shows that uh, your team is so good. And uh, uh, to be playing in a World Cup final at the G, uh, so just before the final our coach uh WV raman he was he's an ex former test cricketer he came up to us and said uh don't think about the result whatever happens tomorrow will happen just but if i could cheat and be in your place i would cheat i mean just to be on the g a world cup final i, I don't think he said this to us that he doesn't think that another World Cup final would happen at the G in the near uh, future, probably in 10 years' time or whatever. So he said, if I could seek, I would, you know, take your place and play. So he just said, don't think about the result. You've reached here. You must have done something right. So just believe in your abilities and just go out there and play. Uh, it's, again, it's a real shame that we were on the receiving end of uh, some fabulous batting by Elisa Healy. But then that's how cricket is. Uh, you just go out there, try to perform to the best of your abilities and just forget about the result.
0: Hmm. Well, of course, there's another World Cup coming up in the next few months. And I think, you know, India are turning into a very, very exciting team, I think. Uh, so you take the team that that got to the final last time and you add to that Shafali Verma, uh, you know possibly Jamima Rodrigues who made a massive impact in in England last summer playing in the hundred as well i think you've got a really good chance of winning it
2: yes i mean when you when you look at youngsters like Richa and Shafali they both are about 17 18 and then whenever i whenever i speak to them outside of cricket i tell them i started playing cricket when i was 18 it's it's absolutely amazing that you guys are playing for india when you are but 17 and 18. So it's amazing. I mean, the kind of youngsters, uh, the kind of talent that we have here and the competition that we have for sports here in the World Cup, in the team. I mean, just to play other matches as well is amazing. So yes, exciting times ahead with the World Cup coming up. So yeah, hopefully we do well. Uh, A lot of preparation in place. So yeah, just about going there and enjoying the sport and uh, doing the best uh, that we can.
1: Yeah, and do you think you know if india do really well in the next world cup do you think a women's ipl could be in full force and if i guess if that does happen would you want it to be the same teams as the men
2: oh uh, i mean i am of a personal opinion that what we do at the world cup should not uh, really matter uh, with the uh, commencement of ipl i just hope that ipl starts even with us even uh, Irrespective of how we do at the World Cup, if we do well, yes, obviously it is going to uh, lead away. But then I think IPL is on the cards, and I'm really sure that next year we will be able to see uh, I, I don't know how many teams and all of that, but I hope we see a, a slightly longer tournament because um, uh, at international level, it it makes a hell lot of a difference if you play a tournament like IPL. I mean, just watching BBL now, and you're talking about an amazing catch studio. Also, there was an amazing catch by one of the players from Adelaide Strikers. So, uh, the kind of uh, competition that you uh, get to play in, and uh, it, it just brings out the best. So, if I play, uh, for example, if I play 16 high intensity games of WBBL, uh, for sure i'll have that experience behind me so when i play in an international game and i knew i know that i have had a similar experience i can probably just go back and think about what i did in that moment so i have that experience of a high intensity game and then just to be, lo- to be able to learn from the interna- other internationals will be amazing so uh, you get to learn so much more when, when they are playing um, with you uh, so it becomes easier that way so I hope we, we do get an IPL really quickly so we uh, we can probably have I wouldn't say uh, we can have more girls taking up cricket because if we have an IPL uh, women's cricket will be on telly more frequently and a uh, 5 or a 6 year old girl can then go to their father or mother and say I want to take up cricket mm-hmm. as a profession and uh, they will be supporting her it's more about that for me
0: Yes, we often use the phrase, if you can see it, you can be it. Indeed. And 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 so giving that exposure to the game. And certainly in England, the hundred has had that impact, given that exposure on on the TV. And then in the in the grounds as well, you know, 15, 20,000 people watching a, a women's domestic game. And suddenly even England internationals who are playing are saying, you know, I've I've played for England, but I didn't feel this nervous when I played for England because there weren't 20,000 people in the crowd at the time. And so suddenly you have the standard of international cricket, but that added pressure of the, the big audience and the TV cameras and all the media that goes with it as well.
2: Yes, I was following the 100 mostly because a lot of Indian girls also were playing, a few of them were playing. So I was following the games. And yes, the standard has gone so up, which is so good to see. I mean, uh, you and the, uh, I was amazed by the number of people that were watching uh, those games, even from India. Uh, so, yes, um, like you said, it's uh, there's an added pressure of playing in front of huge crowds, which you would normally not get even in an international game. Uh, It's slightly different here in India. In 2019, we were playing South Africa and it was in a small town, Surat, which is in Gujarat. The the seating capacity of the stadium was 20,000, but we were told that there were 40,000 people who had turned up to watch. So having... uh, yeah, that, that's how cricket crazy uh, people are in India. And uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised and happy that you know uh, uh, they came down to watch us play. They were five 20 ice, one was washed out, but it was really nice to see so many people coming uh, you know down and supporting women's cricket because I guess right now that is what is required. Uh, so even uh, when you when you go on on social media, and that's why I tweeted saying I was pleasantly surprised by so many people. Uh, you know, commenting and tweeting about because it's not that uh, things like these have not been done before. It's just about the exposure. It's just about the matches being broadcasted live and all of that. So, yes, uh, I mean, things are changing and changing for good.
1: Yeah. And um, say, for example, in a year um, you're playing in a women's IPL. Who would be like the international players from like England, Australia, New Zealand that you would want on your team?
2: I would want all of them in my team, to be very honest. I mean, every team, all of them, I mean, they, have, they are such good cricketers. I just We just returned from Australia. I mean, just to be able to play, people talk, I mean, Perry is probably uh, uh, one such person who's just an amazing cricketer. Uh, it's It's funny, but as an international cricketer, you're also a fan of her as someone, she started playing cricket pretty early. So I had just started learning cricket uh, professionally when she was already playing for Australia. So there are so many of them. I mean, I cannot really name any, but Sophie Devine, Susie Bates. I mean, all of them are such good cricketers. And I've, I actually would take it any day that even if they are not in my team, just to be playing against them, uh, I'll be able to learn so much more. Uh, and the, the standard of cricket will probably be so, so, so high.
1: And would you personally want to maybe go to Australia to play the WBBL or come to England and play the 100 in the future?
2: Yeah, I was, I obviously, I mean, right now WBBL is probably one competition which is leading the way for women's cricket all over. So I would always want to play uh, WBBL. In 2016, I did uh, get a chance, but it did not turn out well. Uh, So, yes, that's on my to-do list uh, right now, to be able to go there and play the WBBL. Uh, Probably also just for the fun part of it, because when you play international cricket, you are so immersed. Uh, So, I think when you go and play these tournaments, you kind of get to uh, know your game better as well. You get so much more freedom. So, yes.
1: And, um, and hundred growing... as
2: well, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I never realized hundred would be such a big uh, success. I mean, it was amazing. With all the rules and everything, I thought I do not know how. I did not really uh, know how it would turn turn out, but it was really good for women's cricket. Yes.
1: And growing up, did you have any like cricketing heroes or people you really looked up to?
2: Yes, one of their names is slightly similar to yours. Uh, As a child growing up, I was a huge fan of Sean Pollock. Uh, because Also because my sister was a was a fan of packs and cocks. So whenever India would go play against uh, South Africa, there was a competition between her and me. I mean, we didn't really know uh, what they were doing. But as I grew up, I understood. I also am a medium pacer who bats. So all the bowling all-rounders or all, all the all-rounders were my absolute favorites. Andrew Flintoff, Lance Klosner in the 1999 World Cup. Uh, again, Sachin Tendulkar, his Sharjah innings that he played in 98, I um, mean, uh, that was one, one uh, moment that kind of brought so much uh, joy to me. And my father said, you know, I was actually sleeping because I, like I told you, I used to uh, play from 4.30 till 7. So, two and a half hours of play and I was an early sleeper and would get up early the next day in the morning are sleeping and my father literally woke me up and he said you need to wash this and if you ever play cricket i want you to play like this so uh, as a kid growing up i had so many heroes i used to imitate all of them Azar Mahmood, daniel victory i used to bowl left arm spin against the wall in my backyard so yes i've done all of that
1: yeah and also um what is like your utmost favorite game you've ever played
2: I do not have any favorite game that I've played, uh, but yes, I mean, um, there are a lot many games that are very close to my heart. Firstly, the test match in 2014 at Wormsley, because um, as, as a team with eight debutants, we went out there and played really good cricket. So I also was not there in the initial team that arrived in England. I went in as a replacement. But to be there playing in the playing 11 and uh, contributing, I was very happy about that. Then there was a series against uh, South Africa the very same year, 2014, where I batted higher up, scored two uh, half centuries. I was the first Indian women to get three wickets and score a half century in an ODI game. Uh, That match is very close to me. because of the stats, obviously, but also because it instilled the confidence in me that, that that innings for me kind of told me that, you know, you are made for international cricket. So that innings for me, uh, holds. I hold it really close to my heart. Uh, I can actually tell you, uh, 2016, uh, the T20 series that we won against Australia, I didn't really do that well in the T20s, but I did well in the one days that year. So that the 2017 World Cup, obviously, uh, just the the result in Goa 2020 as well. Also, I play for my domestic side. I played for Goa. So we have been champions twice and I was captain once. So all these moments, I actually got out on a zero in one of the games. But then I just fielded and pulled uh, my heart out. So whenever I speak to my teammates, we, we talk about... Uh, about matches where you've not done well, but you somehow have been there and helped your team do well. So those games against uh, Bengal as well. So yeah, a lot many games. Uh, But then I guess every match that I play for India, I take a lot of pride in representing India. And uh, I consider myself very privileged to be, uh, you know, uh, playing for the country and uh, doing whatever I can for us to win.
0: And that's the thing with cricket is it's such a team game, isn't it? Uh, and so there's always the chance to contribute. I remember we, one of the people we interviewed is called Thea Brooks, and uh, she's actually Polly's coach. Uh, but she was part of the 100 squad uh, for, for one oh. of the teams, uh, but didn't play any games. So she spent the whole tournament just carrying water onto the pitch <laughs> every time there was a break or a wicket and so on. But she said, you know, you've got to do that the best the best of your ability and be the most positive person you can be because people really need you as part of the team at at that point so it's having that really positive attitude isn't it can make a real difference.
2: Um, You actually get to learn so much by sitting on the sidelines Uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're actively playing you do not really understand a lot of things but when you're sitting out you you get to learn so much so the first time that Uh, I played for my zone. So I played for Goa. Goa comes in South Zone. And then if you've done well for Goa, you get selected for higher up. So that's the hierarchy. You first play for your state. Then you play for your zone. Then you play for India A and challenges. And then India A and then India. So there are five steps to playing for India. So the second step that I got into, I did not play a single game. It was a zone game. And I was a youngster back then. I was 19 or 20 at that time. I sat out all the five games, all the four games. There are five zones in India. So I sat out all the four games. Uh, I was the official drink provider. I used to call myself the official drink provider. And I, I had a roommate who was the official scorer. So every day we would come back and, you know, we would feel bad that we weren't playing, but then we would discuss about the game so much and what we needed to get into our uh, game so that we could play uh, play the next time we were selected. So we would actually sit sit down and write our diaries and we would say, we need to do this, this, this. We have this already. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge learning curve. Those games uh, made me realize that where I stood at the domestic circuit and what all I needed to do. So uh, sitting out and like I said, sitting out also you get to learn so much.
1: Um, you've mentioned about domestic cricket. Other than the national team, is any, um, anyone else like professional cricketers? Like, do, they get, uh, do they have like a contract for the domestic players or not yet?
2: So um, one of the states, Punjab, they have contracts for all their players. And I've heard talks going on that all the state might have contracted players uh, in a year or two then that's still on the, uh, I'm sure with the board doing so much, that also will happen. But right now we do not have domestic contracts. There, I mean, I don't know, I was not here, sure, but I read stories about uh, increase in the match fees for domestic players as well. A uh, substantial increase. So, like I said, anything for uh, for a girl to take up cricket. So, Uh, So, the more we play, the more we are in the news. Uh, Girls growing up will take up cricket. So, uh, it's it's getting better. The domestic circuit also is getting better. Initially, we would just have the under-19 and then the seniors. So, under-23 girls. So, the girls in that age category would be lost to the system. But then we've started having under-23 tournaments. So, if you finish your under-19, you still have a tournament in under-23 to look forward to playing. So things are getting better. We, we have under 16 tournaments uh, for South Zone as well. So yes, I mean, uh, sometimes I'm so envious. When I started playing cricket, I just had the under 19 and the senior. Mm-hmm. But now uh, a girl who wants to pursue cricket and wants to uh, seriously play cricket has so many age groups to come along.
0: Yes, I, professionalism is an interesting one, isn't it? Because it clearly, it improves the game. So the standard of cricket in the women's game has been hugely improved by professionalism. But part of me looks at someone like you who didn't become professional until a a later point. So had to go and do your studies, go into the Air Force, have have a proper job, (laughs) if you like. And and actually it, it means that your life is sort of quite well set up now because cricket is only going to be a small part of everything that you do in in your whole life and and part of me as a father in a way worries for children at 16 17 18 19 years old who are going to say well i'm i'm just going to be a professional cricketer and i i don't have to go to university and and that kind of thing and i and so that i worry a bit okay so my father
2: watched wants me to tell uh, Polly that what what you're supposed to be doing so uh, (laughs) that's why I said uh, that's why I initially said my father uh, he we actually I mean my family comes from very humble background so my father always told me that studies is going to be uh, studies and education is going to be with you till you die so if i I mean at least have a had at least have a, a graduation degree poly for sure because that's going to stay with you for your whole life. So he said, whatever you do ahead in life, education is something that's going to stay with you so that's why he made sure that my sister also is an engineer, so he made sure that we uh we study and then uh, I mean. Oh, another thing that he told me is, if you have passion for something, you can pursue it at any age, which is what I always uh, tell the youngsters who I meet. So there, I have met so many 10-year-olds whose parents are like, she wants to be a cricketer, she wants to be a cricketer, she wants to be a cricketer. That's something very unique to Indians. Whenever we would go to New Zealand, England or Australia, they would ask us, what all games do you play? And all of us would be looking at each other saying, "What? what question is that? So then when I kind of read about uh, the kind of sports that they pursue is because they have summers and winters, they actually play other sports during their winters, like basketball, hockey, and a uh, um, lot many other sports. That So multi-sports culture is so, so important. I, I sometimes feel for the 10-year-old who has a kid bag and is going for practice twice in a day, mm-hmm. by the time they're 18, they would be exhausted. So that's that's why I think I was very fortunate that I used to play football. I used to play badminton at home with my parents. I used to play cricket with my friends. And it was a leisure game for me till I was 18. It's only after 18 that I started learning cricket professionally. I'm not saying that you should start later. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I cannot talk. Uh, Picture myself going as a 10 or 11-year-old kid uh, learning professionally. I think till you're 14 or 15, you can play all the sports that you want and then you can probably channel uh, your energies toward one sport that you really like. So uh, that's my advice. But I I think Bolly loves cricket, so Bolly should just go ahead and play cricket.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll definitely get a degree.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Please do that
0: very glad to hear that that's good Shikha <laughs> thank you so much it has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you
2: thanks a lot richard and polly uh, uh thanks to the lockdown and the quarantine uh... I've actually started listening to podcasts and I realized that I love listening to podcasts so yours will be added to my list and I'll be (laughs) listening to whoever you interview so thanks a lot for having me it was fun talking to you when I spoke to my parents and I told them I'm doing a podcast they're like who are you doing it with any sports journalist I said no it's a father daughter duo and they were like wow just say hi to them hi from my parents as well yes well
0: well, we say hi to your parents especially your father because he sounds like a very good man to me
2: (laughs) Yes, I'll do that. And the next time I'm in England, probably I'll just wave or mm-hmm. if we can meet if it's not uh, quarantine mm-hmm. and all of that. I hope it will not be. So it will be fun meeting you guys. Mm-hmm. And all the best to you, Polly, with whatever you want to do, whatever you choose to do in life. I'm
0: mm-hmm. sure
2: uh, the kind of man Richard is, you are going on the right path ahead. So, yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for a lot. Now.
2: Thank, you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you.
0: Polly, mm-hmm. what a guest. That was
1: so good.
0: You did so well to get her on. And isn't it interesting that the mm-hmm. reason why she agreed to come on our podcast is because it's about father-daughter. Yeah, and
1: that's our unique selling point. It's our USP, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, she was lovely. And she I love the so... way she talks about her family. Yeah. It's, you know, I really love her values. I think she's yeah, great. definitely. She's and really good.
1: I will make sure I do a degree. Don't worry. Shikapandi's <laughs> dad can be... Yeah content now no, yeah I will well it it's together. up to it's up to you yeah, i definitely will i just want to go to uni you know for the for the vibe <laughs> for the party, <laughs> <For> the party. <laughs> no it actually looks quite nice and also you kind of get something to say that you're kind of smart at the end so i'll yeah. take that <laughs>
0: one th- one funny thing about she mm-hmm. is because uh, she was so lovely mm-hmm. just i mean and we say this a lot about our guests yeah. but she really was yeah. um But comparing how she was Mm -hmm. speaking to us Mm -hmm. uh, on the podcast to how she was on the pitch when she took that wicket. It was
1: so different because she looked so, like, angry on the pitch. (laughs) It was just like this outcry of, like, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was incredible. Because, see, my celebrations like so pathetic. Mm -hmm. Like, I think in the last game of the season, when I took a wicket, like, I came off the pitch and you were like... What was that? Like, you need to work on your celebration. Because I was just like, it was kind of that 2 fist like, yes, sort of thing. It was like nothing. And then Sheikah was like, yes. That was so good. So I, it's very different levels. But still, I thought it was a very good celebration.
0: It was it was very good. I think if yeah. I bowled a it like that, I might celebrate <laughs> I would. I
1: would do, Um. oh, who was it that, from Trent Rockets, who ran round in in run to here that was it (laughs) he ran around the pitch but he like took three wickets he had to keep running around (laughs) yeah I didn't think he would pull off something like that Um, but yeah it was a a very incredible interview and hopefully um, hopefully you liked it so
0: yes and hopefully get some more India players on that would be Jamima, <clears throat> come on Jamima! for
1: like the seventh I'm, time I've I know it. you're a
0: big fan of the pod Jemima
1: <laughs> the thing is I don't know how she hasn't no no I do know how she hasn't noticed us but we've got a lot of people that know her on the <laughs> podcast because Mignon Dupree knows that Katie Levitt played in the same team as her mm. you know and now Shikapandi is on the same team so she's not getting the hint by now That I you know <laughs> um, she's probably very busy and <laughs> has a lot better things to do than chat to us uh, but I'd love to get some more of the India team on because I think um, we spoke about it a bit with Sheikha, But just the differences in development mm. um, with like domestic stuff, I think mm. it's it's really fascinating. Um, and yeah, I think especially this summer, I absolutely have started loving the India team because like obviously we saw them play against England, but then a lot of them were playing in the hundred and now mm. the WBBL. So I guess. You get to know them a bit more, which with other teams I haven't as much. So that's it's, really it's nice. funny
0: because Australia are the big powerhouse of the women's yeah. game, but I feel like I know the India team. I love the India yeah. team a lot more. Than yeah, the, yeah, I yeah. always love most teams more than Australia. Yeah. Too, but, <laughs> but uh, I, I I know them a lot better yeah, than Australia definitely. having having seen them a few times. Yeah, um, which is great. And I I I guess probably we've got quite a few. People in India listening do, to yeah. this podcast yeah. now for the first time. Oh, well, yeah, for the because, first time. Because of yeah, Sheikh's involvement. So we, it's great to have you. Yeah. Do have a little listen back into previous mm-hmm. episodes because we've had some great guests. Yeah. We've done some really good episodes yeah. in the past. So uh, and let us know what you think.
1: So next week, we're going to be back with another guest.
0: That sounds really exciting. We've got quite a few guests in the bag yes, already, haven't we? So. we have. We'll Be dusting one of those off,
1: yeah. Shall I give a slight clue about who it is? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, give us a hint, not so too much.
1: Okay, it's someone who's playing in the WBBL.
0: Okay, that narrows it down to um, a lot of people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and this person, I, I'll, I'll say, I'll say it outright, this person isn't English, so it's not one of the, the, the English girls that I've gone over, however. We might have one in the pipeline. Um, so, yeah.
0: Well, you've spoken very clearly about that.
1: <laughs> that That is so smart. That was almost as good as um, my one last week with the um, almost, like, was it almost invincible? One? Yes. I was like, that's really smart. <laughs> that, that was very good. So, if you can guess either of those people, let us know. Um, That's very good. Um but yeah we'll be back we'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can follow us on our Instagram which is at Naughty Child Podcast, on Twitter, which is OO Child Podcast, uh we have a YouTube channel which is also Naughty Child Podcast where the episodes are uploaded. I've noticed people, a lot more people are listening on there. So um yeah, feel free to have a look on there.